Welcome to the Barcast. Really shaking up. Bringing you the latest from inside the industry. Watch this space. I love that. Brisbane's best. Tell us what's what and who's who. Whatever you like. Memory of bar. And bar moment. Yeah, bar moment. Bar moment. Been too many. (laughs) (laughs) Barcast is live in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Barcast a podcast that is bringing you the latest from inside the industry. I'm your host, Lauren Pollock, and I cannot wait to get back to networking with Brisbane's best, you, and building a community of awesomeness. Joining me on the mics each month will be a bar committee member to co-host and a special industry guest who isn't afraid to speak candidly and tell us what's what and who's who. We want to create a conversation for the industry by the industry. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Liam, my bar committee co-host for this episode. Liam started his career in intellectual property law before making the switch, or dare I say pivot, into the marketing and advertising world. During his time in London, Liam was also one of the foundational board directors of the new board of London Pride, being personally responsible for sponsorship and volunteering functions for Europe's largest free public event. Moving to Australia for a change of media landscape, he has worked in Sydney, Melbourne, and now here in Brisbane, leading the UM operations as GM since 2019. Outside of this, he spends his time and energy as an active participant of the industry bodies such as Brisbane Advertising Association, the National MFA Awards Committee, and he has a mean right hook of being an amateur boxer. His 2021 ambition is to fight competitively and not get knocked out. Welcome, Liam. Thank you, Lauren. I'm blushing. Um, (laughs) If only only our listeners could see. Uh A little bit red there. Uh, so Liam, quick cue before we bring in our guest. Tell me how the bar community can connect with us and help keep creating content that they want. So there's a few ways, Lauren. And firstly, it is our first episode and we're super excited. But as always, we want feedback from our community and we exist only for the benefit of our community. And this is no different. And so what we'll be doing, we have, of course, a brilliant guest for this um, particular podcast, which can't wait to, to talk to introduce. But for future guests, we will announce them on our social channels. And we would love our community to post, comment, and tell us what questions they'd love to us to ask the future guests. So that's the first way and really important way. I love how your community builds like that. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, we do love our members. We want lots more members, which is one of the reasons we're doing this podcast. And to reward those members, we do have an exclusive cheeky little video hangout with our guest after each podcast. I know. I know. I'm so it's intrigued. So you can't see my face, but my eyes just, wow. Oh, but it's going to be a great little video hangout. So for all members who are paid up um, and want to join our special guest um, after the podcast for a little more intimate session, ask some questions, we'll also be doing that um, after each podcast. And thirdly, as I said, we are a community association and memberships are the lifeblood of our association they provide so much support in terms of grants and other great events and help us stage those world-class events that we used to pre-covid i suppose um, and so we'd love for all of the listeners to check it out um, on our website www.bar.org.au forward slash memberships Perfect. And all of those details and more will be at the bar socials, which actually aren't on my scripted versions. Um, on IG, we've got at bar crew, B-A-A and then crew. And then very simply on LinkedIn and Facebook, Brisbane Advertising Association. So give us a like, follow. Share, yeah. tag. Share, all tag. The, all of the things. <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't have a segment. So Liam, do you want to do the honours of introing our very first segment? Drum roll, please. The barometer of news. <laughs> The cheesiest name in advertising. <laughs> I don't want to read it out. That's why I threw that one I can, I can hear half of the marketers have already switched off the podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned, please. Yeah, please, it gets there better. it is. 
Okay, so I don't actually watch a lot of reality TV, I must admit. Really? Um, I feel like we've just become unfriended. <laughs> um, but I do confess, um, RuPaul is a girl I make an exception for. And Stan is bringing it down under, which I'm so excited about. That's right. Um, I don't know whether you saw on Ad News, that, and there's been lots of coverage, but there's a great article on Ad News about um, RuPaul being brought down under. So the, the drag queens apparently flew over in early Jan, and they're filming in New Zealand. It's going to be an ANZ, um, oh, okay. an, yeah, an ANZ series, um, and it will be on Stan. And yes, it's not necessarily an advertising funded platform but I think it's quite fascinating to understand the investment in local content that's happening it's a big big priority for Nine Entertainment Company who's a shareholder of Stan which many people forget um, and Stan has about 3.3 3.4 million subscribers in Australia still behind the, the juggernauts of Netflix but quite a fascinating um, international and local content bit of news I thought I think definitely and I think 2020 has been a huge opportunity for homegrown content to really shine and take centre stage so with Stan, and I think they are investing 30 new shows right. every year for the next five years. I think that was their commitment. So that's very exciting. Exactly. And I think there was even some speculation they were going to do a sports channel as well. And of course, sports right in Australia is like Armageddon. So um, it'd be very interesting to see how Stan adapts to potentially a sports rights as that well. That could be model. interesting. Mm. Yeah. 2021 is an exciting year. Um, we learned a lot from 2020 and similar to how the film industry has been stripped right back um, and we're creating homegrown content. I think we the same can be said for other industries. We got an opportunity to see our work with fresh eyes, find the flaws and bounce back. The independent agencies predict stronger recovery from COVID-19. And I know when COVID-19 ends, it's kind of unknown at this stage, mm. um, but I can already sort of start to see that rebuild coming, which yeah. is really exciting. <clears throat> I think it's interesting. The, the end point you mentioned is is an interesting bit of debate. I think we'll never go back to what it was. I think it will be, I'm sorry, I can hear the groan, the new normal will just be our new sense of community. Um, and yes, the, the IMAA, which was the Independent Media Agencies of the Association of Australia, they come out with a really interesting survey of their members and independent agencies have seemed to have bloomed, I suppose, during the last couple of years. And, and they said in the latest um, survey they did of their members, 90% of agencies expect to boost their workforces this year and 31% they'd already recovered from wow. the impact of the pandemic. And that was in late December. So yes, I think the sentiment is there, but I do question what the future structure of agencies and consultancies will be in this, sorry, new normal, using inverted commas. <laughs> I agree. I, I think, you know, we've already seen changes in physical work structure, so that new working from home and things like that. So I think um, flexibility and adaptation adaptability will be big for 2021. So moving on to the next segment, I'll be the first to admit um, SEO isn't my strong suit, but hearing Google is experimenting with blocking. Yeah, I hate SEO. I haven't thought about you. (laughs) Dodge it is every time. Hearing Google is experimenting with blocking local news sites is a little frightful. It it is. um, And in many ways, Australia is leading the world. I mean, we always, but people assume that Australia isn't. But in this instance, Australia has some of the most progressive and interesting legislation in the world about combating Google uh, and Facebook. And for those unaware, there's there's heaps written. I'm not an expert, but I'm certainly curious about it. Essentially, the government is trying to get Google to pay for news content it surfaces when you search, which is to them quite an interesting new change of model. And as an advertising guy and a marketing guy and someone who cares about our industry, I'm fascinated about where this might end up. They, they've even threatened in, in recent weeks to, to pull out of Australia, which is interesting because wow. then... <laughs> My every, entire job is built uh, <laughs> Let me just Google that. So. Indeed. Uh, but then I went a bit down a, a rabbit hole. Um, uh, actually, As you do so, on the uh, Well, uh, all the time, but in particular on this. So I don't know whether you, you realize there is there is some other alternative search engines. Do you, do you want to guess what some alternative search engines um, would be? I'll, I'll give you, there's some. There's one you can probably guess. Okay. On. What's the alter- one alternative search engine you could use if Google came out of Australia? Bing? Yes. And then there's two more. <laughs> 
really? There was two more. Wow! I like okay. literally Google. That's really? it. Okay, so because well, it's an it's an it's a word. I will just Google that. You know, like mm, Bing. Bing. Yeah. Bing. I, you don't say I'll just Bing that. That no. sounds lame. I mean, Microsoft would love us to. But yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other one is um, DuckDuckGo. So that is a privacy-focused search engine. Yeah. Oh, DuckDuckGo. Yeah. DuckDuckGo. And then a good bit of context um, before I really nerd out on this particular part of the barometer <laughs> of news and really everyone turns off um, is apparently. Um, I didn't know this, and probably my ignorance. In China, Google has had significant problems in in in, in having a presence there for various reasons. And you know, the Chinese market has survived. Yeah, it's uh, so it could be the adaptation of the future in a post-COVID world without Google in Australia. Although I'm sure there will be some negotiation and compromise. But fascinating area. It is um, a fascinating mm. area. Definitely check it out. One of the joys of working in the media and advertising space is that our work is always up for public consumption. When you're working in a fishbowl, even as small as Brisbane, there are still small places that you can hide. A big part of Barsh is shining that spotlight on the inner workings of some of the biggest names in the industry, starting with the head of marketing for Fight Centre Australia, Clinton Hearn. Clinton is head of marketing for Flight Centre Australia, having worked in marketing for nine years. He has gained a reputation as someone who leans into change, believes marketing is a fine balance between data and having some strong, distinctive creative. A career highlight for Clinton was when he was speaking at the Salesforce Global Conference Dreamforce alongside Barack Obama, just a small difference in audience members. Clinton is known for cultivating compassionate teams, for his love of music, and for his favourite rebuttal to any no, well, they put a man on the moon. Welcome, Clinton. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we'll start with a really easy question to set the scene. 2020, how would you summarise it in one word? Yeah, I can't believe you start with this question, especially being in the travel industry, but um, unforgettable. 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 Love that. Good and bad. Now, Clinton and Liam, you already know each other. You met... At the Gabba, yes, correct? Yes. So I did a little recon. <clears throat> so do you want to tell the story? Liam? Well, we're, we're actually, um, it was the once in a lifetime, well, maybe once in a lifetime event um, of meeting me. No, it was the... It, <laughs> <laughs> I you were going to see the Brisbane Lions <laughs> being in the final. <laughs> no, it was um, at the uh, the Airfoil Grand Final um, at the at the Gabba. So um, we were both there um, uh, uh, courtesy of, of a guest uh, of Channel 7. Uh, and um, we, we, we got chatting there watch, watching the game. And it's a very momentous moment, the Airfoil being in Queensland. I never thought that would ever happen. And that was pretty unforgettable. Play that back to you, Clinton. Um, and it was a good game. Yeah, so that, that, that's how we met. Okay, so it has indeed been a big year for you, in fact. Um, so you've taken on the head of marketing role at Flight Centre, which is a unique brand for Queensland. Can I ask, what is the one thing you've loved to tell your past self going into the role with six months plus of the role under your belt? Oh, probably two things. Okay, uh, go for it. Sleep more. Uh, <laughs> sleep more before you start? <laughs> yeah, okay, correct. Fantastic, yeah. yep. Every day and go harder. Before you start or after? No, now. now. Like, just keep going hard. There's okay. never been a better time to be given permission to try and fail and okay. then just move on quickly. So go hard. <laughs> just scurry off. Um, mm. What's your biggest kind of high and your lowest kind of low of the last six months? Uh, low would be some of the, um, I guess, there's been heaps of people decisions that have had to be made. So I think that that's been extremely difficult. Brisbane small and some amazing um, people. The high would be starting to see... The openness to change flight centre. Uh, we have some core fundamentals, but we're 40 
next year as am I. Um, I was just going to say that's old. We'll edit that out. Yeah, Liam's <laughs> forty-five, but um, and then and then we, but I, but I think um, with that the 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 everyone in the business being able to to try and do something new or really shake it up to use this opportunity we have that we'll never have again to um, actually transform the business that we work in. To ask you, Clinton, um, what there's so many different views of marketing effectiveness out there. I'm a fanboy of a particular, I suppose, academic um, who has very, how can we put this, um, loud, salty views of the industry, which I, I particularly enjoy. Do you sign up and fanboy for a particular, I suppose, view of marketing effectiveness and, and what marketing should be and why? Or are you a broad church, skeptical about it all? I'll, have, I'll kind of create my own scorecard. What, what, what do you think is the, 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 I suppose, the Bible at the moment of uh, effectiveness? I think you take a lot of information from lots of different people. Mm. Um, I think you're talking about Mr. Ritson. I am. And, and in Flight Centre, majority of our leaders, marketing and non, have done the um, mini MBA and all mm. that sort of stuff he puts in. So we speak to it um, quite a lot. It's interesting with Byron Sharp on the opposite side. Sometimes mm. they agree and not, but they just have polarising views. I quite like Victor Milligan. Mm. He was the CMO and Forrester, and I saw him present a couple of years ago. And sort of speaks to what you were talking about before, about touching all different little bits of the business and how marketing needs to be influential. Can't control everything, but you need to be influential there. So I think marketing needs to be effective. You take what's, at the end of the day, what the customer wants, how you put it in front of them and present it is what you really need to do. Um, and you need to be smart about the way you get there. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the customer wants, um, I'm so curious to know because everyone has their, that was great and that was not a good response point of view of brands during COVID. Do you think a one brand in particular did it really well when we were seeing those that flutter of we're there we'll support you ads like thank you we are here for tough and long times there's actually a great montage on YouTube maybe we'll put it in we can put it in the show notes maybe which was all um, you know all of the how many times family family was mentioned and then together apart like keeping safe so it was brilliant we will do what we've always done take care of people we're people 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 count on us and we'll get through this together Together. 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 Anyway. <laughs> um, I, this is going to say a lot about my eating habits. I, I love what Domino's does. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they just use their technology and they reinvented it. Well, they didn't reinvent it. They just sort of been able to broadcast it and how it sort of affected COVID. And I think lots of little restaurants did the same. Like, they, they, they pivoted. I was trying not going <laughs> to go into say any of those words you mentioned We should before. start a tally. That's at least four today. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, um, and, and I think, oh, we're going to be a bottle of oil. We're going to do delivery now. I think that there was lots of little different bits that they did extremely well. So for those of us who haven't been watching the Domino's space as closely as you, Clinton, what exactly <laughs> did they do? They tapped into what people cared about, so contactless and, and that. They were really first to market. Awesome. With all those little bits and pieces. Or, oh, I don't need to go shopping and spend um, two hours on a line to get some toilet paper. I can just go home and get some... Domino's, probably still need the toilet paper at some stage, but... Uh, it's like, I'm not sure how you eat your pizza. <laughs> In the shower, obviously. But I think they did that really well. BCF did it as... They're quite yeah. good. They camp in your backyard. <clears throat> so okay, they knew cool. you couldn't travel. It's a cool fundamental go out camping. They'll just spend some family time, but in a real fun way, come in and use us that way. Awesome, awesome. Have you done that with, tried it with your kids? Have you tried... No, I live in a unit. Um, so we have a balcony and that would be awkward with... 200 people looking in on us. Yes. Yep. No advisable. And I don't want to put up a 10. Too much effort. Yeah. Mm. Glamping. I do love a bit of glamping. They don't have, they have a glamping range. Or maybe we should email them. It's fine. <laughs> 
We'll contact BCF for you. Mm. As a client and contributor in our industry, do you think that sufficient value is placed on creativity and long-term brand building? How do you navigate this and have you managed to quantify these seemingly intangible items? It is so important. I, I, I look at every channel that you can do all the time and unless your creative is impactful, distinctive, uh, you cut through. I think the stat I always use for my guys is you have 1.8 seconds to grab someone's attention on a screen and you can do that with an image or a real witty headline and then everything else lives after that. So if you're not doing that in the creative aspect, you're sort of losing out on marketing. You're wasting your dollars. Um, for brand building for the future, we've been semi-okay at that, I think, at Flight Centre, but it is important. I, I do. The, the long of it and how you quantify that, I think, has been difficult. I think there's tools out there that are allowing us to get a little bit better there, but you need to be building what your brand and your purpose is about because a lot of stuff is commoditized these days. So you need to give someone some tangible reason to come to you um, and not just be beating down price to the bottom. Speaking of the, the, the branding... Can you explain the captain thing to me? I've always found it a bit strange that you know the captain and flight centre. How did that? How did that roll out? What was the what was the context? Because I think it's fascinating. It still exists unless it's gone now. No, it's still there, and it's one of our um, brand codes. Thank okay, you, and one of our core brand codes. <laughs> Thank you, Liam. Um, very important. Clearly, I'm not your target audience, but like, um, well, also. I wasn't there 40 years ago when, it, that, when they oh. come in, but sort of looking at the captain. It wasn't your first question in the door. You were like, what's the captain thing about? Where Where is that going? What are we thinking about this? No, and, and I actually think when you look at Flight Centre um, and going back to Ritson before, having some really fundamental core brand codes is really important to you. How you modernise brand codes, I think, is what is mm. the challenge of a marketer. So if it's not speaking to our customer segments, then we need to do our job better. KFC does that. I mean, they're, they're what's it called? The Colonel. Mm. They've really sexied him up. Um, he's about to do one of those life, lifetime shows. Like, there, there is some random stuff that they're doing with him, but they're, they're really starting to make to him appeal to a different sort of audience segment, which I think is good. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I just love the copy. Um, on mm. any KFC ad, I think it's just bang on. Mm. <laughs> okay. Everything I've named so far has been food, except for camping, which I don't do. Okay. Uh, you, can tell a lot from, you, you can tell a lot from the man by the brands he uh, <laughs> talks about on a podcast. Um, so I want to talk about a campaign that Flight Centre did when Harry and Megan left England um, and it said grandkids relocating to Canada. So they, and you had a little corgi there because the Queen loves the corgis. Um, so that was obviously very quick brand, like your brand engaging with relevant content. How important is that for marketers these days? Yeah, you need to be contextually relevant. Um, I wasn't there when they did that campaign. They did an awesome job on it. I think overall, because you can grab a little bit more market share. There was uh, a meme that came out today with Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah, sitting on it. What was he doing? I forget the brand. It will come to me. Come to me later. And I was like, that is really smart. Like that. That is you're jumping on board straight away. People will pick it up and use it. It's a nice way to get your brand out there. If that's your personality as well, I think you need to have that fun sort of personality. You'll be able to do that rather than trying to force yourself into something that's against. Really it has to feel natural. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw a some must have been selling lounges and I've seen pictures on my socials come up and they've got the Bernie Sanders cutout sitting on their lounges, um, which is like pulling people into their stores. Yeah, Ikea. Sorry, I put yes. them up on my phone. The Ikea one they did today and him sitting on a chair. All for $6.99 and get the Gundy chair. 
Fantastic. Yeah, we, um, we would not be talking about the Gundy chair otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of IKEA, they also um, had a major mistake go out on in Singapore um, where they misspelt their website address. And instead of going back to reprint, they've just uh, done an entire campaign about it's okay to make mistakes. And now they've become limited edition what bags. Was the uh, they forgot the M on com.com, so oh. it's just .co, so it leaves you nowhere. And so they've done this entire <laughs> brand campaign around making mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes. And these bags have become limited edition, you know, they're, they're selling out. It's And it's insane that, like, I guess for me coming into the industry way back, I didn't want to, you know, fuck up, um, for lack of a better word. And it, mm. it became kind of, I guess nerve-wracking you know and you're constantly like sitting on it's like oh my goodness like spell checking everything several times that kind of do you is it still there with you does it ever leave that kind of thing no and i think it's something marketers talk about all the time like what was it what was your biggest fuck up i think i advertised um business class flights in a press ad at economy class flights i had a friend that did christmas on the front of a brochure but left out the tea like just remember like we're not printing forty five thousand more christmas escape brochures so so we'll go from there uh, but actually you see some of the biggest engagement if you send out an email and it's got a real big stuff up and you try to you do the send out afterwards mm. that actually gets higher open rates okay. through, right? so sometimes don't talk you can try to try to be a little bit Every tactical now. Yeah. <laughs> never waste a crisis on the um we talked about a bit about future future branding and um i'm sure clinton your inbox mine has been certainly pounded with Predictions 2021, um, the state of the nation, da, da, da. and I have literally actually got a folder of, no joke, 75 different decks from different research companies, agency groups, publishers, with all the top trends, predictions. I literally, yeah, it's so big, it's probably going to crash my computer. <laughs> it literally, the images are so big, it really annoys me. Anyway, so I'm so curious if you were to just put your flag in the sand on one thing that you're going to see, we're going to see in the next 12 months, just one, that's all I'm asking, not, not much at all. What would it be? Um, uh, um, why? Oh, why? I think this one's so broad, but I mean, everyone's talking about it, so it must be true. But I think digital transformation, you're utilising, I think goes into a couple of different areas, um, especially from a marketer. You need to be able to, you have tools in place, and I think it really, people have doubled down. Are you getting the most out of your tools you're using and, and your partners have those conversations? They want you to be using their tools, so you're getting more out of it. So what does your actually customer want? Um, and how are you going to enable that? I know we're going through and actually investing quite heavy in MarTech and, and technology to be able to live up to the standards of where people are going for the future. So digital transformation, just like a broad brush, all of it. All of it. Fantastic. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a paper on it. It'll be <laughs> Article 76. <laughs> Um, I know the industry would love to hear specific strategic plans for your business going forward into 2021. Strategic plans? Oh, would they? <laughs> um, I, I think we're speaking a lot about modernising the flight centre brand and what does that involve? So like a slight rebrand, a full re- oh, It's a secret. I it's understand. Secret. Top it's secret. Like You'll have to go to the Zoom chat yeah. to get the full yeah. Go detail. to the exclusive. We'll get it out of him at the exclusive <laughs> member hangout. Um <laughs> But I, I think we need to, like, and, and we speak about it. We're, we're very fun. Um, one of our philosophies or one of our um, personalities internally has been irreverent and we don't bring it out. So I think I think it's, um, I talk about being half pregnant. You can't be. So if you're going to go for something, mm. go pretty hard See, and find the line and step back. See, that's fascinating. You say that's a irreverence internal at your brand. I wouldn't have guessed that from comms as a, just a consumer, which is really interesting. Mm. Um, and coming back to what you said earlier about, you know, the power of a mistake, and people actually enjoy that frailty for brands. Awesome space. 
because people want it. And I also think, you know, it, post-COVID, sorry, buzzword again, it's another one on the tally. It's still uh, going. It's still going, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, um, you know, people are going to cherish that even more. Yeah, definitely. And if we have it, we, mm. we live it day to day. So why not bring it to the forefront? And it, it will modernize us, make it make us a lot more approachable, I guess, to yes. a wider audience. I think that's it's like that ability to make mistakes and, and be more approachable because we're all just humans at the end of the day, you know? That's awesome, though. I think that's cool. That's one. And probably the other one is, I think, um, person-to-person relationship. The tools now, technology's finally caught up. Thank you for all the tech teams out there. But so we can actually speak to people how they want to be spoken to or um, with products that they want or all those sort of things. So we need to make sure we're utilizing that. I had a question for you, Clinton, because you're actually quite a rare breed. If uh, everyone's frantically linking you now, I'm sure they are. It's going to make. I did LinkedIn you, and there's nothing on your profile, so we can yeah. talk about that afterwards. Give you a free tip, so, yeah. um, discount off your first consultancy. Yeah. Um, Great marketer, can't market yeah, yourself exactly. Mm-hmm. But because you, you're so busy marketing other people, yeah, thank there you. we go. Exactly, always suspicious of marketing with a big LinkedIn profile. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. On that, um, you've of course worked in Queensland your entire career, which is awesome, and I think it's um, it's great that you have such depth experience in an amazing Queensland brand. And as someone who's still a newbie to the state, I still consider myself a you know a privileged guest, and hopefully something for the long term too. I'm curious to know what your view on the Brisbane advertising Queensland talent is, how you see the industry at large in Australia, because. I'll give you my opinion straight off the bat. I still feel there's a lot of Melbourne Sydney conversations. I would love to see a more holistic conversation. I think it's a couple of layers. I, I think the the grads that are coming out and, and I've had interns I've presented at QUT before and, and they are switched on. Like the, the, the quality of, I think, education and, and that um, university education up here is second to none. So I think the people coming out of there is amazing. Probably wasn't always the roles up here, especially in, in, in bigger organisations, either agent or client side. I think that's changing. I think that there is definitely, you see, you see a push for offices now and, and roles based in Brisbane for big players, be it Salesforce, um, Deloitte, all different digital companies. So I think that's slightly changing, but it's interesting. I, I obviously have lots of meetings with Sydney and Melbourne people and they love coming up here. We all want to get the best we can out of everything, but Brisbane, we're just a little bit kinder or we go harder in negotiations and then we'll go for a drink afterwards. So I think the close-knitness, and that's what I sort of love about Bar and, and our community up here. Brisbane used to be a big country town, I'd call it. I'd say we're a little bit more sophisticated than that now, but it is close. You can you can talk to people and meet people out and, and everyone's a lot more approachable, I feel like, than mm. what they are in Sydney. That's awesome insight. I love it. And I agree completely. Um, and speaking of education, what's the one thing? I'm sure we've got some budding marketers. They aspire to be in a position like yours one day. What would be the one bit of advice, thing you sh- they should read? What would be the, the I suppose, that, that you'd like to relay to them while they're listening now? Marketing is always changing every week, like never stop reading. So I'll, I'll go to meetings and I will literally go out of it and Google it later, Bing it or dot dot. Go, go, go. Um, So I think they need to continue their education. It doesn't stop. So I think at university, I learned how to do fax marketing. Obviously, we don't do that anymore. Um, That was like the last course. Like, that is age. My favorite channel. (laughs) (laughs) That was was one-to-one, I tell you. (laughs) But learn, 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 learn. And keep keep learning. learning. Keep learning. Um, Best advertising campaign you've ever seen in your entire life and why? Cannot be a flight center campaign. It's food related. I can't, I can't break the cycle. <laughs> Just tell us. Go already. Burger King, kill it. 
like that what they do in the US and all that sort of stuff, they, they literally go hard across the board, go harder as in before. So they're happy to go against their competition. They're happy to stand out. They, they really push boundaries. I'm sorry. That's great. No. Well, did, the, did you the plant burger, the plant burger one they did in the States? Mm. That was awesome. Mm. I was going to say the one that they're running in the UK at the moment where they're using their social feed to advertise for a small mum and dad businesses rather than themselves and as a result of that more people are going to Burger King because they're community homegrown and giving you know love to those smaller businesses which I I love immediately I'm don't yeah but immediately I'm like I'm gonna order Burger King you know like well they do a great tie into whatever they want to push they were doing an app like trying to get people more people into the app so if you're in a McDonald's car park you could download the apps because they was all geo-routed and then you get it for a dollar or something and then you'd go there and get it they just think outside the box can Continually. Yeah, I love that. And one last question. Most irritating buzzword you hear at work and why? Is that a buzzword? <laughs> no, nah, that's not. I, I, this is when I'm like marketers are being wankers. But um, agile. I'm going to be agile. Yeah. <laughs> Agility. <laughs> it's like you've read my emails. You know, it is. You know, you know what being agile is? It's actually harder work. You need to do so much prep work and have so many <laughs> but one best ways to be agile. Oh, I just thought of something else. I'm going to be agile now. No, move over, marketer. Yep. Sorry, it really made me angry. I love that. I know we're not interviewing you, Liam, but your most irritating buzzword <clears throat> at work. Oh. Just so that I don't say them anymore. Um, well, not that I, I've well, ever said well, well, I had a... So, I'm so conscious. Uh, it's um, uh, uh, having a sink... Like, instead of having, like, a catch-up, or we just say, oh, can we have a quick sync on that? I was like, I don't, I'm not, like, a DVD player. Like, Who says this? Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, I've never heard like, it. No. But I'm going to use it all the time. Can we just have, like, have you, have you had a sync on that? I'm like, oh. Should we just sync up on this? That kind of yeah. thing? I mean, I, I was a bit too busy being agile to have a sync. <laughs> Before we wrap up, there's nothing like putting you on the spot with a quick fire segment. I'm going to take it away. What's more important, media or creative? Creative. What's more effective, traditional or digital? Um, this one makes me sad. Digital. What's your preference, Zoom or face-to-face? Always face-to-face. Need to be able to touch it. What's more irritating, workshops or marketing jargon? Jargon. And Clinton, we want to start as a bit of a tradition, concluding our guest segment interview with your fondest, favourite, whatever you like. Memory of bar. A bar moment. Yeah, bar moment. A bar moment. Been too many. So I think one of the best was when we had the Met Gala. I think the theme was awesome. Everyone's this is at the Christmas up. party? Yeah. Christmas 2019, party. December 2019. Correct. I think that's when Christmas is. Yes, it yeah. happened there. <laughs> um, and we were hosted by Google and they, a, a few of the guys had come up from then. We had a, an American account manager at that time and he was blown away. He was like, I can't believe this is Brisbane people. Because um, so, they're so fabulous. We're more attractive than people will give us credit for. <laughs> Both. Um, and I, I think that. extraordinary, like everyone knows everyone and it's just this real community. It's like we couldn't do this in Sydney. So I think that was a testament to Bar, but it was a great lunch afternoon and evening and next morning. Week. It was like a week-long yeah, it event. A week. <laughs> it, it felt like a week. What did you go as if it was Met Gala themed? We had, I had makeup and diamantes on my face and um, like a... A velvet jacket. So two of us, me and Rob, who's our um, digital marketing manager, were twins. We did one on narwhal shirt because we care about the environment, but um, we couldn't pull one off in time. 
Oh, fair so enough. Perhaps we could go through the library and find that picture of Clinton and post it in the show notes because we can, uh, just so everyone can look at the, the amazing vision that was Clinton in 2019, December. So maybe we'll do that. Definitely follow our socials for a sneak peek of Clinton's Met Gala outfit. Thank you so much, Clinton, for joining us today and giving insight into your working world. And Clinton, on behalf of the the bar committee and, of course, the industry, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to seeing the incredible success and continued success um, at Flight Centre and seeing the brand being modernised. So thank you again. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And so what we'd like to do, Lauren, as well, we'd like to conclude the podcast with a bit of a message from our, our current president, Sharon. So Sharon, of course, sends her best wishes to the community. And she has this really short message um, for everyone who is listening. And the first one is on, of course, our event plans. And as everyone loves us for, we do like to have events. Uh, and of course, given COVID, we have to postpone Christmas 2020, which was a sad but important decision that, that we made. But we are absolutely planning to be back on bigger and better and safer than ever in December 2021 with an end of year party that we just cannot wait for. I think the whole industry will be so appreciative and we cannot wait to do it. So watch this space. Um, We have given the uncertainties and everyone knows it's an evolving situation. We've decided to wait just a few months before announcing a second uh, event as well before Christmas. So please do stay tuned um, and we, we look forward to the support. And on support, I think it's also important people, and I'm, sh- I'm quite shocked sometimes people don't understand the full depth of what Bar does. Yes, we have incredible, what I believe and the Sharon and the committee believes are, are world-class events here in Queensland, but we also do so much work for charities and our purpose is ultimately to give back to our, to our community. In the last five years alone, we've been able to donate over $100,000 to nominated charities and Bar initiatives. And so that, that's pretty amazing. It um, is amazing. Uh, and, and so the memberships, as I said, are the lifeblood for that and, of course, attendance uh, at our events. But beyond that, we could not operate without the goodwill and brilliance of amazing talent here in Queensland. So we just want to offer some thanks as well to those who've made today possible, not least um, yourself, Lauren, <laughs> uh, and Longway Entertainment. And of course, um, Eloise, thank you so much for, for your help in making this all a reality. We simply could not have done it without you. And of course, the, the amazing team at Red Havas, Erica and Amy in particular, keeping us honest and accountable. Um, and uh, Longway Entertainment, and of course, talented production partners, uh, our brilliant band, With Blue, helped with the jingle, and of course, um, Acast. So a big round of thanks really couldn't have done it without you and we're so pleased to offer this for the community that's right so that's a wrap for today's episode thank you so much for staying around till this hour of the podcast follow bar on their socials tell us what you love and what you didn't love as much although sharing love is always better don't forget there are exclusive member only access you don't want to wait so organize your membership today is that right Liam? you do not want to wait as i mentioned we are a community organization we would be privileged and honored if the listeners went to bar.org.au forward slash memberships and had a look at the membership options. It's only 33 bucks for an annual membership. It's tax deductible. That 33 bucks goes to and directly funds and supports the community. As I said, that $100,000 we gave away over the past five years is only possible because of memberships. And we are so pleased to offer support to those in our advertising community in need in a safe and anonymized way to make sure that they get through these tough times that, that so many of us are in. So please do have a look and we'd be privileged and honored if you, if you joined us. Have a fabulous month and be kind to one another.